Welcome to another episode of The Bandage Podcast, a weekly wrap-up of the most trending healthcare news. Each week, join me and my co-host, Alex Ross, as we'll discuss the latest in healthcare, health IT, and compliance. In this week's episode, we discuss encouragement for a diabetes risk test, a new leg brace design, and new testing for concussions. Let's wrap things up. This is episode 78 for the week of March 29th. I'm Matt Moneypenny. And I'm Alex Ross. Before we get started, our diagnosis code of the week is W93.02XA, inhalation of dry ice, initial encounter. You know, interestingly enough, that happened to me in this last week. Yeah, did you think, did you have some asthma problems because it's spring and then you put it in one of your um, diffusers and you thought it was, you know, your essential oils, but it turns out it was a block of dry ice. And what ended up happening is the dry ice uh, monoxide that came out ended up getting in your lungs and then you had to go to the doctor and it turns out that you were inhaling dry ice. That sounds pretty accurate. (laughs) Um, But uh, I will clarify and say that I was most definitely inhaling it purposely. It smells good. Have you ever smelled dry ice? (laughs) Dude, I... It sounds like you're like a drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You had some of that dry ice, man? In my defense, you breathe carbon dioxide every day of your life. It's just, it's in the air. It's all around you. Mm-hmm. It's totally normal to have some carbon dioxide in your air. Okay. Yes. But when it's cold, it just hits differently. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> we do not condone on this podcast the inhalation Obviously not. of dry ice. This is a medical diagnosis because it causes damage. Don't do that. Yeah, that's really bad. I feel like that would really mess you up. It would be chilly. That's for sure. I, I'm trying to decide if this diagnosis code was supposed to mean the the vapors of dry ice or like literally the dry ice itself. I don't know. Like Could you imagine inhaling a block of dry ice? Or like a, I mean, that would be a, like that would probably like ruin your esophagus for the rest of your life. Oh, it would most definitely cause so cold. Pretty, pretty bad damage to the internal lining of your, your lungs, too. That's messed up. But on a plus side, you would have the benefit of when you exhale, it would look like you're a dragon. <laughs> That's true. You know, if you're doing a, a pros and cons, you know, pros <laughs> look like a dragon. Cons mess up your stomach for the rest of your life. I don't know. That's pretty balanced. And with that, let's get right into the news. First up, we have no harm in taking a risk test. March 23rd was American Diabetes Association Alert Day, or ADAAD. As part of this awareness, both national and local health officials are encouraging everyone to take a diabetes risk test to see if they are at risk for the disease. By taking this test, the problem can be solved before it gets worse. Faster action could reverse or prevent type 2 diabetes. You don't need to have a family history to develop this type of diabetes. Just because you are fit, take care of yourself, and have no symptoms doesn't mean that you aren't diabetic or pre-diabetic. After taking the test, patients can discuss what treatment options are available for them and what lifestyle changes can help prevent diabetes or pre-diabetes. You know, I'm curious when we read things like this and, you know, call me a skeptic, call me a pessimist, (laughs) but is this a marketing campaign? You know, is this seems like it is right. 
the point is, we've got all of this great new technology. We're getting better and better with our, our diagnostic tests. And we know that rates of diabetes are higher than they probably should be. You know, there's a lot of environmental yes. type diabetes that in a lot of cases goes undiagnosed or, or mm-hmm. when we talk about pre-diabetes, it, it's the point where it's not necessarily a, an emergency that's affecting your day-to-day life, but you need to know about it because if you don't do something different, then you will end up as a diabetic. And, and that's when things become very challenging, right? Yes. It's going to require a lifestyle change. So, so the question becomes: If you know about it ahead of time, you can make changes voluntarily, or it yeah. can get to the point where now you have to do them involuntarily, yes. or it could potentially end very badly. Right. And saying like you know, calling someone pre-diabetic is scary because you're like, oh my goodness, I could get diabetes, but. It's also a good thing to know if you are pre-diabetic because you can make lifestyle changes like you're talking about. It's almost like, you know, getting sunburned and then having skin cancer. It's like sunburned leads to skin cancer. Pre-diabetes leads to diabetes. But there are steps you can take to prevent the ultimate, the end uh, result. Right, right. And knowing about it is the first step to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Next up, brace yourself for this new design. For those who suffer an injury or chronic medical condition that requires a leg brace, choosing the right one is vital for podiatric health. Wearing a brace that isn't efficient and comfortable can create more problems such as pain and bacterial growth. One issue with standard leg braces is that they can fatigue the knee and hip muscles. But the Merker Immobilizer Boot M1 has an anatomical sole and insole to get rid of this issue. It doesn't hamper mobility and can be worn for long-term use. The anatomical plastic nails reduce pressure on the calf. Another common issue with braces is that they trap heat, which can cause bad odors, itching, and even bacterial growth. But the Boot M1 has breathable material to eliminate the growth of bacteria and minimize heat. This is the new uh, fancy sports car edition of your leg brace. When you go <laughs> running by yeah. them with this, this leg brace, people will go, wow, leg braces. so fast. Yeah, and this is the type of leg brace that'll get you pulled over by cops because you're moving so fast. Exactly. <laughs> and staying cool and dry. <laughs> I, I like that they gave it a name that gives it a very, uh, almost like a military-esque feel. The it sounds M1. like a BMW because the M series of BMWs exists. <laughs> That's a good point, too. The this Immobilizer is- Boot M1. Which model do you, I got the M1. It comes with the hybrid it's the, package. It's the MIB M1 series. <laughs> what a uh, wonderful job the marketing team of this company has done. <laughs> it sounds it sounds like fun. It sounds like it's actually helpful, but also, I mean, is the it The only viable? question I want to know is, does it come in all the trendy colors? Yes. Is, can I get it in candy apple red? Because if not, I'm getting a regular leg brace. Exactly. I was thinking like I, blue flame with a pinstripe. Oh, yeah. Or like that old school, like World <laughs> War II, like uh, airplane with the shark in the front. Yes. You know, on the wonderful fin, idea on the nose. I approve. Yeah, yeah that'd I be approve. sweet. That'd be sweet. And instead of it being like on the nose of like an airplane, it'd be like on the very end of the brace where your foot is. That'd be sweet. 
I guess the question becomes, when you kick someone, then are you biting them or kicking them? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I wonder what their what their target market is, even though it does sound nice. I mean, eliminating the growth of bacteria is cool and minimizing heat is helpful. I just hopefully it's not overly expensive and hopefully, you know, insurance companies would cover the whole or the majority of the cost of it because it sounds expensive. That it does. Next up, making headway for concussion testing. A study from the University of Birmingham has identified a method of accurately diagnosing concussions using saliva. The researchers previously found that the concentration of specific saliva molecules changes rapidly after traumatic brain injuries. Using DNA sequencing technology, the researchers tested these biomarkers in saliva samples from over 1,000 professional rugby players. The scientific breakthrough provides a new laboratory-based non-invasive salivatory biological concussion test. This could have wide-reaching use and there's the potential to reduce the risk of missing concussions. The research also found that these biomarkers provide further insights into the body's response to injury as it evolves immediately after trauma. We have to take a minute to appreciate the title of this article because that's a great one. That's making that's headway. Wonderful. Making <laughs> headway for, for concussion testing. <laughs> it is a good title. It is. It is. I agree. I also think to segue back into the story here, um, you know, anything with concussion testing that is very impactful, no pun intended, um, because, you know, we have a lot of professional sports that are very, very uh, impact driven and concussions are a huge problem, especially for their long term effects. I have had a concussion before and it sucks. But also, I, I mean, I don't I, I guess it would be hard to determine a small concussion. Obviously, like your standard concussion to your very, very large concussion is pretty easy to diagnose because, you know, your sports medicine guy on the sideline of the football game can ask you a couple questions and realize that you're like not all there. And that's pretty much what a concussion is. Right. But there are some concussions, I guess. And obviously, I'm not a doctor, but I, it, there must be some concussions that are a little bit smaller that go unnoticed because, you know, the person that is either acting tough and suppressing the symptoms or, you know, they just aren't don't even realize that they have one. So that's right. where this and comes into play. All of those little concussions can add up i mean we can oh, yeah. end up with some pretty traumatic injuries if you repeatedly get concussions that are not diagnosed and you don't even know about it so mm -hmm. that that provides a pretty good uh opportunity to prevent more serious injury by identifying concussions that may have been missed in the past hopefully this type of test doesn't take that much equipment or time because you know, if if that's kind of the leading factor here, right, is to determine if someone has a concussion the moment that the concussion happens. That way, you know, they don't go back into the game that they're in or something like that. They don't go back to work for a little bit because, I mean, otherwise, you know, if it takes a couple of days to figure out if a person has a concussion, it's not going to be that helpful because they're just going to go back in the game and, and continue to play on their messed up head. So, right. With that, let's go into our next segment. B-R-E-A-C-H. Breach Patrol. It's a breach! All of the latest cybersecurity breaches. Welcome to Breach Patrol, where we talk about the latest breaches all across the world. First up, a messier leak than an oil spill. 
Oil giant Shell disclosed a data breach linked to the Acelion FTA vulnerability. An unknown threat actor managed to gain access to various files during the time of intrusion. This included personal data from Shell companies and some of their stakeholders. Shell hasn't disclosed how many individuals are involved in the security incident, but it said that impacted parties have been contacted. It doesn't appear that core IT systems have been compromised since that access was isolated from the rest of Shell's infrastructure. The company says it will continue to monitor the systems and improve security. You know, this probably this type of breach, I mean, from Shell probably affects their B2B partners and customers, not really mm-hmm. people who go get gas. But imagine if, and I'm surprised that this hasn't happened yet, you know, every company nowadays is obsessed with making people have accounts, regardless right. of what they're offering, because, you know, they can capture data that way. They can capture spending habits and things like that, mm-hmm. which is a huge privacy problem. But imagine if oil companies did this. Like, imagine if you had to log into a gas pump to use it. I mean, it doesn't sound that crazy, but that would suck. And <laughs> if a breach happened, that would be literally billions of people. So hopefully that I never mean, happens. Because in a way, you do have to log into a gas care. pump, well, right? Yeah. yeah. It, unless you go inside and pay cash, you log in by giving them your card details. Mm-hmm. So they, we sort of already have that system. Yeah, I don't know. If, doesn't that just go to? Doesn't that just go to the uh, the convenience store though? Do you think that the convenience store shares that data with oil companies? Probably. It, it's hard to say. I I think that a lot of like gas stations that have their rewards program. Yeah. That that's the purpose is to capture data. So you True. swipe your rewards program and then you buy gas and they're able like, to go. Oh. Ah, this person here has bought gas. Ah, and even and if you really right, likes even if you use Mondays. a a credit card, debit card, cash, they're still capturing that data either way. And in a lot of cases, those reward programs don't give you a very significant benefit. Like No, it's like you buy 10 coffees and you get It's not worth the amount of data. Right. Exactly, exactly. We kind of, you know, went on a tangent. But it still applies because that's a scary thought. Right. Next up, this office can't control all of its employees. The California State Controller's office is the latest victim of a phishing attack. An employee clicked on a link in an email, then entered a user ID and password as prompted. This gave the login details to an unauthorized user who then gained access to the employee's account. The stolen data involved personal details contained in unclaimed property holder reports. The attacker was in the system for only 24 hours, but was able to steal social security numbers and sensitive files on thousands of state workers. This information was used to send targeted phishing messages to at least 9,000 others and their contacts. The state controller's office noted that the breach was discovered quickly and access was removed. Anyone who may have been affected has been notified. These kind of breaches are always the worst for me because there's so many things you can do to try and prevent them. But what it all comes down to is whether or not your employee is feeling tired today and just willing to click on anything. Right. Maybe they're just zoned out. You know, maybe right. they're thinking they're about clicking through emails, delete the next one pops yeah. up. They're like, oh, click the link and don't even read it. Yep. And it's also like from a government agency or state government, which is terrible because it's like, man, the government is even falling for this stuff. Like it's one thing if it's a private company, but it's another thing if it's government in any capacity, right. whether federal or state or local. It's just kind of like, geez, 
Where does it end? Right. And and they got a lot of data. I mean, Social Security numbers especially. Mm -hmm. Anything they wanted. It was a little playground for them. (laughs) It's a little sandbox full of data. Every grain is a piece of information that they can use against. Yep. And they were just with a little beach shovel and a bucket. Scooping it up. They were just scooping it into the bucket for 24 (laughs) hours. And then they left the sand and took some home. Absolutely, because every time you go to the beach, you end up with sand that you bring home, whether mm-hmm. you want to or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good <laughs> analogy. In this case, though, it was purposeful. They were stealing sand. <laughs> yeah, they wanted the sand. All right, and finally, a creative hobby identifies as a retailer's mistake. The arts and crafts retailer Hobby Lobby suffered a cloud bucket misconfiguration, exposing 138 gigabytes of sensitive information. On the internet, an independent security researcher uncovered the issue and reported it. The researcher said that customer names, partial payment card details, phone numbers, and physical and email addresses were all within the leak. It also contained source code for the company's app and employee names and email addresses. Around 300,000 customers were impacted. The issue is now resolved, but it's unclear if any malicious actors tapped the information before the database was secure. And this is exactly what I was talking about earlier with the oil companies, but in a retail setting. (laughs) In terms of customers, right? In terms of their app, though, having the source code is a big issue. Yep. Because now you can tailor your your virus directly to their actual code. Yep. So if they click some some sort of icon, it just injects viruses into their phone or their computer. Right, right. Yikes. Or it use it to attack their infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Because you know how to maliciously impact all of their phone apps in some way. Yeah. You you get into their system, you get their source code, and then you realize and see all the information about all the customers who purchased hashtag blessed canvas <laughs> pictures. <laughs> <laughs> This or story. there's people who are a little too obsessed with Christmas time. A uh, little bit guilty, but this story is just ripe with wonderful puns um, <laughs> referring to data leakage as a creative hobby yep. is, is just wonderful. So accurate. And then Packers my favorite logs into the lobby of Hobby Lobby. <laughs> my favorite is that I will now be referring to... Uh, any hackers as independent security researchers. Mm, yes. It makes True. you wonder why were they watching for this in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, uh, There's a, a, a forum, it's called Why Were They Filming? And, and yep. it's, it's hilarious because the things that they catch on video and you're just like, why did someone have their phone out recording this? Like, nothing <laughs> yeah. weird was happening. So it's the same question. Why were why was this independent security researcher looking at cloud buckets for Hobby Lobby? Yep. Not not cloud cups. We're talking buckets. Buckets. Literal buckets of sand, which brings us back to our <laughs> other story. <laughs> exactly. All right, that's it for this week's wrap up of your weekly healthcare news. I'm Alex Ross. And I'm Matt Moneypenny. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of The Bandage. This week's episode was written and produced by eTactics. 
eTactics is a leading revenue cycle solutions organization committed to providing innovative, web-based solutions that improve our clients' cash management and customer relationships. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.